This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I'm interviewing one of my friends, Crystal. She's coming back for the third time on my channel. She's a 1-3 SQL generator and a human design alchemist. And today we're going to be diving into the transits in human design, talking about the astrological things. And I'm going to be sharing about a really cool offer that her and Leah have that I think would be a huge asset to entrepreneurs or just people who really give a shit about the transits and are just, you know, maybe tired of saying, oh my God, it's Mercury retrograde. What the yeah. fuck does that even mean? <laughs> now we can actually give concrete examples. So what actually happened was that she created this new program that her and Leah did called Program Plus, and it showed all the transits of October. So obviously this is dropping in November. So we're talking about the last month. And I invested in it because I was like, I want to follow this. And I made notes in my calendar and was like, okay, this is when this is moving and this is moving. And I don't have deep knowledge of this. I just understand the very basics of it. But there were some huge patterns and things that came up in October. And I thought, okay, this is this is genius because if I'm going to launch something or sell something or share about something, like why not actually le- leverage the transits instead of just following my sacral or just doing things because I think I should and so on. So it just seems more intentional and less resistant resistance. So this is why I invited her on. So Crystal, welcome back to the podcast. And I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And I feel like you really gave a nice thorough fear introduction there with, <laughs> with everything, even though it's like, the thing is with the rights, you right brain, right mind you guys think that you don't have all this information stored in you but then all of a sudden once you guys start speaking and like you have somebody like me like a left brain in mind giving you some sort of direction you're like okay so we're going to talk about the transits and then you're like just like spilling things out and it's all just flowing and I'm just like wow that's that's really beautiful I like stuff like that I appreciate that so much. And just to warn the listeners, we both have a completely open throat. So this episode <laughs> probably five hours. It's literally <laughs> gonna be so long. And I'm not, I have no shame. But one thing I love is that uh Crystal really she really understands the variables. And there's so many times where I I'm going in and I'm doing the things and she's so good at seeing my two line when I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. And the right brain thing, like just, I don't actually realize how much I know until I start talking. I was like, oh yeah, I just gave a really clear description and you, you saw me for that. So that's good. Hopefully the listeners are going to be like, oh, okay, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I found the transits, I mean, really my whole life, I've, I've been that weirdo that's like, let me, let me find my horoscope. I need to know what my horoscope is. And then like, there was one point where I got really obsessive because I'm left brain and and mind. So we get, we tend to get a tunnel vision of something and then that's it. And then it's over for me with being a generator. And that's all that's lighting me up. There was something, I forget where I, where I was following this. It was way long time ago before we even had iPhones and there'd be like the horoscopes would come out at midnight. And I think it was on like a website or something. And so every time I'd wait up till midnight, this was like my like really early twenties and I would wait up till midnight 
and I would go check my horoscope for the next day. I was like, shit, I'm going to have a horrible day. Or, oh, okay. That looks, looks a little brighter. So that was the first taste. And then I started working at the Kabbalah center for three and a half years. And that's when I learned the importance of them. I was like, you know, before it was fun and there was, but that's the thing is with being a generator, right? The sacral responds to things that are correct for you. And so the fact that I was so lit up at the beginning of life <laughs> about transits for whatever reason in astrology, like that there, and with being a defined G center, I'm sure you can relate to this. It's almost like there's this thread that's pulling you along your geometry. And it's just like, if you just follow it and trust that it's taking you the right way because the G center is connected to direction and just trust that you're going the right way. It's like, I don't really know why I'm here. Like I started working at the Kabbalah center because I got hit by a car on my bike and I could no longer do hair and makeup. And who goes from doing hair and makeup to like working at some sort of spiritual organization? Like, I feel like those are very <laughs> gate 15 extreme places to be in. And so Every day that I would work there and I was there for three and a half years, this is the trust with the, with the G center. I would be like, what the fuck am I doing here? I'm like, what, why am I here? But they would encourage me that I was like in the right place. And they would tell me like, you really, there's something about you. Like they hired me and they would only hire people of a certain aura. I don't know how to explain it. I remember when I, when I went there to start working or to get interviewed, like, the, the manager of the center, which was one of the teachers there, she came out and she just like looked at me and it was like, she was staring at my soul. And then she goes, okay. And I was like, oh my God, did I just pass? I passed a test. I don't know what test I just passed, but it was something. So it was weird. There was always weird stuff like that, but it was just like so fascinating to just be there. And I just did not know why I was there. But I remember the first time I went to, uh, they used to do new moon lectures every month. And so from a Kabbalistic perspective, so there would be like hundreds of people that would gather into these rooms and listen to the astrologist give a lecture on the month. And I remember the first time I, I was there, I was working and like, there was hundreds of people that gathered where they had to move walls and open up space so that this one person could stand at a podium and speak about astrology. And I remember everybody was just so excited to, to be learning what was going on for that month. And the astrologer that spoke, she was like, this is important because it really sets the like flavor and energy of the month. It really shows you where things are going to be more ease filled and where things are going to be a little bit more resistant. It's like, you can say high or low energy, however you want to call it, but there's something that's happening. And it's like, if you understand the neutrinos, those subatomic particles that are coming from the stars that are then emitted to th through the planets, imprint from them, pick up the flavor from them and then come to us, right? And then we, they're imprinted in us. And then they're just flying around. It's like, you don't think that there's some sort of influence out there that, that with like, they, 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 they carry a memory. There's a memory within that tiny, tiny particle and it affects you. The transits are connected to the personality side. Astrology is connected to the personality side and that's connected to the mind. So it's like one day you wake up and you're like, Ugh, 
what is, and like, I have an open solar plexus, so it has nothing to do with emotions. And you wake up and you're like, why do I feel so heavy today? And then I look at the transit for the day and there's an emotional wave. Yeah. Relatable. (laughs) And it, it's like, you don't, because it's foreign to you, but also because it's like almost like the background, right? You don't see it. There's nothing to see. It's an experience that you're happening that's happening internally for you, but it's collective. And so when you can see that, oh, you know, I feel really weird right now. And it feels kind of like I'm unsure, but I know it's not, doesn't really feel like me. And then you look at the transits and you see that you have an open heart and the heart's defined that day. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, that's what that is. And then it's like, it's almost like it allows you to just surrender because that's what it's given me permission to do is just surrender. Crystal, you're not going to be, you can't hide from the transits. This is one thing that like raw used, I, I've heard him talk about in lectures where he talks about the transits and he's admitted that that's really how he understood the gates. And that's the other biggest thing with the program plus that we put out monthly now is it, if you're trying to figure out what does this gate actually mean? When you can see what's happening in your everyday life, you can scroll through social media and see there's always a collective flavor, right? It's like, then if you understand what the planet's little flavors are and you see what the gate's holding and everything kind of has its little place and you see the movement of it and then you see the pattern and then you can see things happening in your everyday life. Then it's like, oh, that's what that is. Oh, I get it now. Cause it's dense, right? You can hold it. I always say, pay attention to what's happening in the earth because the earth is really where we can co-create. It's really where we can manifest. It's really what's grounding. It's dense. You can see that gate it's dense, right? It's in the 3d realm if it's in the earth. So if you can watch what's happening in the earth and then see it come back again, oh, I see a bigger picture now, or you watch it travel through the other planets after that, you're like, oh, okay. There's, there's a theme. I can see the theme of each planet. I can see the theme of each gate. I can see the theme of each line. I notice on fourth line days, people like to do lives on those days. I always, uh, all the people are like, oh, I don't know why I just felt like showing up today. And I'm like, it's a fourth line day, bitch. Okay. I'm sorry. Can I curse <laughs> on here? Yes, you can. Wait, okay. today, today's a four line day, isn't it? Today, is four line day. I think it no, is. I don't even remember. Oh, that's so oh. funny. Cause I noticed I was like putting, putting things out there. Like, I want to hear back from you. Like, what do you think about this? And I'm like, that is such a four line thing to do. Like going out and connecting with my people. Yeah, so I wouldn't be I surprised. Think. Yeah. I really want to amplify a couple of things that you shared. And I think just so that the people, let's say there's going to be people in here listening who probably have no idea like what, what exactly we're talking about, but I think you gave a really great example of the transits. And one thing that I feel compelled to share is like, she's talking about the personality side, like this is the conscious mind. So let's say when you look at your human design chart, you're going to see the two columns, right? On the, on the right-hand side, you have the black definition. On the left-hand side is the red definition. We're talking about the conscious imprinting 
that you receive on a daily basis. And when we talk about the transits, we're talking about specifically what gates are activated by planet Earth. And this is this is what shifts on the daily, right? So then obviously Crystal was talking about how it travels down through the other planets. So the thing is, one thing I find really interesting when I first learned about human design is that, you know, you get your energetic imprinting the day that you're born. So for example, me, 6-2 sacral generator, I look at my chart, I have my G-center, my sacral defined, everything else is open to undefined. So this quantum chart is created by unconscious and conscious definition. So the conscious definition is, the day that I was born at that time and that location, that was the alignments and like those planets being ignited in that moment. And then the unconscious is 88 days before that comes together and creates a quantum. So the reality is, is that we're never actually just our design. Mm -hmm. It's that one moment in time when we are born, that is like the purest form of our design. So the reason why the transits, in my opinion, are so interesting is like, yes, I am a sacral generator with my G and sacral defined, but because the transits move around, it's going to activate different gates. And some days I have a defined throat. Some days I have a defined root. Some days I have a defined head and ajna. And that affects me, affects us differently every day. So this is why we're coming together today to talk about this, because we want to share with you, instead of just looking at your quantum and being like, this is who I am. You actually shift every day. Some days I'll mm -hmm. always be a sacral being. Some days I'll be a manifest manifesting generator. Some days I will just be a sacral generator with additional, you know, definition. Some days, like my friend today literally messaged me. She's a splenic projector. She's like, Kayla, I have this energy and I don't know what it is and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Batch, let me look up your chart. And I'm like, oh, funny. You have your sacral and your root defined today. So you, you know, get in that creative energy and get your shit done while you have it. And she's like, oh, that makes sense. And she doesn't really know human design that well, but I was able to be like, this is why you have this it's additional energy. Yeah. Yes. Prime example. And she's not hugely into human design at all. She only knows what I It doesn't her. matter. It still yeah. affects you. The planets yes. don't choose like, oh, you look like you're interested. Let me give you a little information. It's affecting literally yes. all of us, no matter yeah. what. There's no hiding from it. I was just, so I have a doorway membership that's about to close. And so we did a group call and someone was like, we were talking about the transits and the importance of them because like, you don't realize that like some days you're just like, I really feel different. And this is where we have a hard time trusting ourselves right? Because we're trying to be everything because to be honest, we're experiencing everything all the time. So no matter what, because if you have a, a sacral defined, we will always be a version of a generator, right? There's no way around that. But some days we feel like we're emotional generators. Mm -hmm. And some days we feel like we're manifesting generators. And this is why I tell reflectors, I was actually just talking to a reflector earlier about this that wants to pick up next month's forecast because I was like, you know, the people that need to be following this the most are reflectors Yeah, because they, they are something different almost daily, sometimes even twice, three times a day, because the, the moon is circulating through gates about two to three times a day. That is a lot. And so, and that's, that's why I like to say the moon is like a, our emotional driver because it's moving at a rapid pace and it's really taking us along our geometry because if it's traveling through those gates that quickly, you have to think you're going to probably get attached 
to a, some sort of hanging gate on the other side. And that's why it's really important for reflectors to be looking at it because it's traveling through two to three times a day. They're cha- they could be changing two to three times a day. And then it explains to them their, their uh, lunar cycle. The moon is really showing the reflector, their lunar cycle and their patterning. Oh, you know what? When I have a defined sacral, I notice I have maybe uh, a a habit that might come up or a pattern that might surface or a person that I interact with more. You know what I mean? Like we don't pay attention enough to our patterns. And I feel like as somebody with the channel of the entrepreneur, also my South node is in gate 44. So it's just natural. We don't realize that our, our, um, our South node is really where what's holding some sort of gift in Kabbalah. They call it Takun. And it means correction. But with that correction that you're here to learn, something that you're supposed to release, there's also a gift that's being held there that is a comfort. Because in your south node, it feels a little bit more comfortable. So that means it's something that you've probably been working on a long time. It seems it feels very line two to me. Like something that you've been honing internally, past lives, who the fuck knows how long you've had this fucking gift that you've been carrying around. And that's what you're supposed to take with you to the North node. And something that I feel like I'm supposed to take with me from my North node is patterns. I'm really good at seeing people's patterns and using my power view to see what is a strength to them. And then what part is a weakness that it's time to maybe let go of, or maybe it needs to be tweaked so that it can become a strength. Often we think our weakest points are that's it. I'm a loser. I suck. But actually there's strength in that weakness because there's something hidden underneath there that needs to come to the surface. And once it's addressed and you can walk through that fear, which I feel like the transits helped me do is walk through fear when I see things that are coming or I see things happening as they're happening. Cause the transits are just like a weather report, right? It's like, okay, there's an emotional wave coming in today, guys. And it, the, the, the uh, air atmosphere is going to be a little bit heavy, a little bit rainy. It might be a little bit foggy. So don't worry. You're going to get through it 24 hours and we'll be out of this. You know, like it's a fucking weather report. <laughs> the cosmic weather report. Perfect. <laughs> it is. That's what it is. And we, but it's like, it's so elusive, right? That it's, it's hard to, until you actually, cause I've been following this again since 2014. So I've had time to hone this gift, right? And it was something I was already passionate about to begin with, begin with, which is important for a generator. And so that's why I, I can sustain it. And that's why we created the program plus, because we also have our podcast called the Human Design and Astro Club. And we have weekly programs that are going through the week, but very surface. First started doing these weekly programs. We had someone that used to guest uh, with me and Leah. She came out like it was like a weekly guest for a while. And she mentioned to me that I go a little too deep because I'm a first line and my, my Mars is in Scorpio. So she's like, you're going a little too deep for people that probably don't understand transits. If you really, and it was actually a really good suggestion. This was an emotional generator. And I actually appreciate this advice that she gave me. And she's like, you need to bring it a little bit more to the surface because they're not going to grasp like, you know, when you start pulling gates or channels and you're talking about them, they've missed the entire point. 
And I think that's all well and good if you know that your audience is deep, is really deep. But the thing is, when we first started, we didn't know what our audience was. And most people that come into human design, they're not that deep. Let's just be real. It's, and it's fine. It, Raw talks about, which is something that I actually do agree with with him, is that this system is not for everybody and not everyone is going to go to the the depths of the pool, the vast pool that there really is no bottom of human design. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm like, okay, so I have to bring it more to the surface. So now I just talk about it. It's like, it's weather. Like, I just, I'm like, we're coming into an emotional surge guys. I don't tell you what the channel is. I just give you the transmission. And then I talk about what kind of, cause I can see where flow, how it kind of like with the 515 channel, like how the rhythm of the season and the week is going to go. So I can kind of see that. So I'm like, okay, so this is happening. So that means this is probably going to happen. And this is going to happen. And then this is going to happen. And I just talk about it like that, like it, as if I was explaining it to almost like someone that had no idea what human design was, but they'd still be able to get it. And then I had people congratulating me for making it really simple because yes. it's, it's so, so dense. It is so dense. And so that's why we started the program plus for people that actually have been experimenting with their design, understand a little bit more about the gates and channels, understand a little bit more about astrology. Even you understand more than you think. I just want to let you know, and I've already told you this a million times, but seriously, as long as you have a basic foundation, you know, um, the basics of astrology, like what each kind of like the way the flavor of each sign kind of shows up at least kind of, and like you have, you understand that there are house placements, which you gave, you gave me something to respond to that. I'm going to add to the December forecast, which is a cheat sheet for house placements and then a cheat sheet for the astrology signs. But for this new one, I was really excited to add, we added crystal grids. So this nice. one and body graph grids where people can print out a body graph and then draw their connections to it and then fill in their, their, uh, centers, which I think is a brilliant way to learn your design because you can really, it's, it's through touch, a six, a six line touches six line It's through touch that you can receive transmission and embodiment. You can embody that through touch. So I think by drawing your design, it gives you a chance to receive the transmission of the genetic codes that are inside of you. That's just my theory. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. And I love that. Yeah. Cause last month we're going to talk about October in a minute, but last month when I invested in program plus and I was like diving into the October month and all the transits and things, and it's an audio that I was listening to from Crystal and Leah and then just writing notes in my calendar. I think I'm really excited as you gals continue to polish this, because like I said, like I, I understand the planets from a human design lens and I can like explain the gates to people and the frequencies really well. But when you start getting into the houses and things and the things moving and I'm like not really sure. So I'm just excited because I think that I think that actually do you want to just dive into what what October was like and oh, just yeah. the predictions and then I'm definitely going to share like we're going to talk about the transits and the houses and the whatever like through the whole month and then we'll we'll each kind of share what the fuck happened during that time because I had some shaky shit <laughs> go it down was a roller coaster and oh, which is God. which was the reason why I said to Leah I was like we have to get the October program plus out because that's the month that everything hits the fan yeah. I said it and I, <laughs> I 
I don't know exactly how it's going to go, obviously, because I'm not, I, I don't consider myself to be like, you know, the knower of everything. Like, I just, I can't any, for each person, because as we just talked about, the transits are going to affect our individual charts differently, differently depending yes. on connection. So yes, there is a collective experience happening and there is an undertone to everything. And that's what kind of what we go through with the transits and then it say, well, you know what, this is coming in. So it might be good to look at what's happening in this house or what's happening with this sign. Where's that house placement? Because then it gives just an extra layer. Everything is layers. So once you can remove the layers and see them all individually, that's what I like to do. And then I like to put them back together. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very kitchens, right? It's taking all the ingredients and it's moving them so you can see what each one of them are. And then it's when you put it together, it's a transformation, mm -hmm. right? And so that's kind of the way that just the way I operate. I've always been this way. I'm all, I have third, also, it's a third line. I have third lines in the majority of my chart. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere, variables and scattered throughout for fun in all of my gates. But it helps me and I'm all, but also I'm a Sagittarius. So it's, it's, that's mutable. That's a mutable sign. So there's a nice, there's a nice synergy there. I like to see synergy between astrology and human design. There's a nice synergy between the third line and Sagittarius being a mutable sign because it means that I can mold things. And that's mm. what the third line really does. It's mutative. So let's dive into what this shit show of a month was like. Um, yeah. So I feel like yeah. my, my gathering when I dove into program plus and I was like chatting with Crystal was that I like October was a month of shedding. And it was a lot, it was a month of shit coming up that no longer serves you that would either, it, there was a lot of themes of communication. We talked a lot about gate 12 as well and strength and just, you know, there was a lot of patience as well in terms of like waiting for the timing to have certain conversations or to take action or not. And then there was obviously the eclipse on the 25th. And so it was just a lot. And so it was interesting because at the beginning of the month, she was talking about and you can elaborate on this the first of okay this is what i had down on my calendar the first of october gauge 17 and 18 so the focus was and you said this was around what needs to be corrected this month and getting grounded in like your ajna and your perceptions and your beliefs and it was interesting because literally that day and i messaged crystal after this happened I had gotten into a really intense conversation with two of my friends, two entrepreneurs in the online space around the coaching industry and the toxicity of the coaching industry. And it was crazy because I have an open Ajna. So this was like confronting as fuck for me, but it was like one was sharing all of these resources in terms of, you know, the toxicity and marketing and marketing and the things that need to shift and so on. And then I had another friend saying that those resources were actually very like shaming and bullying and so on. And I was in the middle of like, open Ajna, what is the truth? Like it was so confronting and I couldn't believe it. And this is literally how the month started. So yeah. I'm curious if you can elaborate on that because I literally messaged Crystal and I was like, what the actual fuck? I, I can't Sometimes believe how I accurate like this is. I do feel like a witch, which I kind of am, but it's just like, I can, I can see the way just because I, it's repetitive. So it's something I've been watching for years, the way certain patterns arise and then the way they like come together and it could be sometimes explosive. And for many reasons, this particular Mercury retrograde was really intense for a lot of people. And I think because one of the reasons is because it was so close to eclipse, 
the clip season. So, and we also had the shadows of Mars retrograde, which is about to go retrograde for us. Can you share for the people who are listening? Because even I don't fully understand what retrograde means because you see this online, you see in the spiritual community, people blaming communications and internets and things not working because of retrograde. So can you just explain what the fuck that means? Because I bet you some people are like, I'm not really sure. And it would be helpful. So a lot of people explain it that it's like we're going backwards and it's the illusion though. It's the, it, we're not actually like that or that planet, it, whatever they're saying is in retrograde that that planet's going backwards, but it's not actually going b- backwards. It's the illusion that it is. It, the axis changes. So when the axis of that planet changes, it changes in us, the axis in us and the way that we connect to it changes. So when they say Mercury's retrograde and it's uh, the illusion that it's going backwards because the axis is, is, is running differently and we can feel that energetically, right? That it feels like you're, it's, it's, you're getting a review. Whatever that retrograde is, is considered a review on the flavor of that planet. So when, for example, when they say Mercury is going retrograde, it's the flavor of miscommunication. So that'll be verbal. That'll be technology. That'll be any, even written, even uh, watch your fucking typos during Mercury retrograde. I'm like typo central. And I'm even telling you guys, watch your typos. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, there's a typo right there. I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, and I'm always trying to cross check. And here was a really funny one was I told Leah, cause this one was such a fucking shit show with this Mercury retrograde, this, this last one that I said to Leah, we have to quadruple check everything with this offer, with the program. Plus I would, I also like to put offers out according to the transits. It's a really a big thing that we started doing and is we've reached a lot of success with it because there's not a lot of resistance if you're working with the cosmos, right? But kind of if you're putting out a forecast, you got to put it out at the beginning of the month. So I said to her, this might be a shit show. And it was. (laughs) Kajabi, let us down. (laughs) Oh, Kajabi, we have a lot of things to talk about that I'll probably never say to you. But (laughs) (laughs) it was the catalyst for a transition that we're now taking, which was brilliant. It, it, it was such a ego burst for me with all of that shit. It allowed me to then see things clearer once Mercury went direct. And so we're now transitioning into a different phase of our business because of this. So I, I do have to give a little credit to Mercury for that, for showing us what it'll show you what you need to see. Yeah. Once it goes direct again, then you, all the stuff you were just thinking about is now clearer. Because it's a fluid movement forward. So you're like, oh, I was just there. And it felt sticky, but because it was supposed to be something you needed to see. Mm -hmm. So that's what you use retrogrades for. It's about internal. It's about going internal. And that's why when Mercury is retrograde, my undefined Ajna does not stop. It's like, wow, I I don't know. There's no turning it off. So I just surrender to it now. And I'm just like, okay. Let's see what we're shit show we're looking at now and what songs. I also like to listen to songs from high school during Mercury retrogrades and like then like old patterns resurface and then I'm able to kind of work through them. But that's part of my nodes, which actually we're coming into my nodes next month for November. The nodes are changing. I always get excited when the nodes change because it really changes changes uh, the background frequency. So good. 
We'll definitely, I think we'll, we'll talk more about that at the end of the October review. So this is so yeah. perfect because you just went into how, so Mercury went, Mercury retrograde was done on the second. Mm-hmm. And after that you were sharing, I think you shared how after, obviously after Mercury retrograde is a good time to launch things or share things because this communication sort of chaos reorganizes itself. Is that something that, you know, you've experienced and, and played with that you felt was effective? Yes. Yes. I, I don't, like I said, I won't usually, unless we had, a, we didn't have to, but it's appropriate it makes sense that if you're making a forecast, you're going to launch it the first of the month. So if it were some other type of offer, I would have waited till Mercury went direct and just looked for, is there anything that would be considered like a high energy day, which there was on, um, oh, well, the 22nd. And yeah, I think I wrote down the, the fifth because that was, that was the Yom Kippur, right? Yom, oh, Yom Kippur. Um, yeah. I probably wouldn't have done it on that day. Um, <laughs> I just wrote, I just had, all I had in my calendar, if you want to correct me, was big release on October 5th. And I think oh, there was another one yeah. on the 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. But not, but the one on the 5th was more like a lot of places that you, you were, you were hoarding like resentment and feelings and fear like that's a good day that would have been a good day to purge something mm. and then venus the venus kazimi on the 22nd just because and i don't know what do, did you feel into that day did you allow yourself to see what was happening that day because that was like the most beautiful day for me like, oh my god i, I just you... realized yes actually i have something to share with you about the, that day that's so funny so the 22nd i wrote down like great day for quality time the twenty mm-hmm. second, and I didn't even realize that I did this. I booked a spa day for Guillaume and I for his birthday, and we went to the Nordic Spa and did like a hot cold plunge sort of date, and it was like a two hour thing. Oh, and wow. then yeah, and then we had like we just had like a really beautiful day together. The weather was great, you like didn't everything even was realize? great. No, I I wasn't. <laughs> like, I like I didn't even think. Like, and it's funny because the evening of the 21st, which is going into that energy, I had planned a surprise get together at a local pub with Guillaume and I's friends for his birthday because his birthday is on the oh, 25th. Wow. Yeah. So it's just so funny that I had literally written down great, great day for quality time with Guillaume. And it was and also you, a great time to launch something. About it. Yeah, I did. And, and then, then that just it. happened. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you said that was the day that Venus, what did Venus do that day? And Venus is about relationships. Like, like yeah, Venus, like it's called a Kazemi where it, like it goes, in, it's called the heart of the sun and it's where it's the closest to the sun. So it's almost like the sun's pulling in that flavor from that planet and then expressing it out to us, right? Because mm. the sun represents expression and center stage and focus, right? So it's like we were able to focus and experience and express that, that essence of Venus, which is love and relationships and compassion and reciprocity and all of that together, which is a perfect time to either experience love in some, in some form, or even, um, I saw some people sharing stuff about, um, launches they had on that day too. I was, I was like, is anyone to talk about their business? Because it's just a nice time to share anything that you're passionate about on that Mm -hmm. day, whether it be with an individual or, your business. Cause that's also a relationship. 
So let's dive back. I want to go back into the earlier parts of the month. We're jumping around a bit, but you know what? That's what happens when you have open throw centers. Like, <laughs> not going to apologize for it. So no. we went back. So talked about how, okay, Mercury went direct beginning of the month. And then we moved into, I wrote notes on the 8th of October. That really being, uh, oh, 2021 themes resurfacing is what I wrote. And I said that Pluto goes direct, which is really about gaining clarity and the underlying truth because that planet, that's it's really about like, what's the truth, right? So I'm curious if you can elaborate a little bit on that. And even just the people listening, you can reflect on that day. That was like the second Saturday of October. Yeah. So Pluto Pluto went direct on, on that day. And Pluto is the bottom of the pit. Like if you look at on like your body graph where Pluto is, it's at the very, very bottom, right? So, and Pluto rules the underworld. And so I look at that planet as what's the underlying truth that's that's under there that feels a little murky, feels a little dark. Pluto also represents Scorpio. Scorpio has technically two planet rulers because it had its old ruler which a lot of people go by which is mars and then a uh, scorpio i mean and then its new ruler after pluto was discovered scorpio then was associated with pluto because of the dark underworld context and but it's also it's got a lot of there's it's like a fire water is what i look at scorpio and so there it, it makes sense that it has mars and pluto attached to it and so Pluto, if you think of the flavor, so then you look at, okay, Pluto, if you look at the flavor of Scorpio is, is, is the darkness, right? And it is, it's emotional like, and watery, isn't it? Yes, isn't that, yeah. Yes. It's a fixed water sign. So it, it doesn't, it, there's, there's a stubbornness to it. And so it, with Pluto, it was really, and it's because it's like the, it's so far away and it's like, so elusive. It's like, if you're not paying attention to it and because it's slower moving, okay, it's an outer planet. If you're not paying attention to it, you won't even realize the song is singing, but it's, 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 it's dark and it's low and it can be a little bit creepy. And if you really allow it to come to the surface, which when it was going backwards, it was like really review on those darkest places of you review on those places that you don't want to confront the truth. And so you were seeing those parts of you. So when it, when it went direct, there was clarity then on, on what the representation of what you were just experiencing with the darkness also mixed. Then you add the, the flavor of that mercury was also retrograde during that time. And that usually happens in the summer. The planets, like all the planets go retrograde. Cause if you think about the summer, it's a little bit slower, right? Summer is a little bit slower moving, um, not a lot happening. It is a really retrograde period. Like if you kind of look at it. And so when Pluto went direct, it kind of opened up us up to seeing things that maybe we didn't want to face. And so then that led to the full moon that happened right after that, which was in Aries on the ninth. And I don't know how you felt. Yeah, it's full moon. I remember, so basically this time for me last year, what had happened was in September of 2021, I quit my nine to five and I had dove headfirst into this darkness of uncertainty of like, quote, going all in on my business. Like, you know, they say you quote should do if you really want it to happen. That whole 
somewhat toxic marketing that I totally bought into. So I did the things and it was really hard last year. And it's interesting because I had this fear come up this month in October around, am I repeating old patterns? Because there were similar things that were showing up and it was freaking me the fuck out because I didn't want to go back into those old patterns. So it's really interesting because what I'm starting to understand now is that and I'm going to put a resource in the show notes for everyone that will help you because I feel like Crystal's so great at talking about the transits and the moving and why things are like why that weather is happening. And I'll share a post that specifically shows you how to interpret that gate and that line. Because for example, if I looked at I think what's in my Pluto is gate one, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember the line though. So then when I'm looking at okay, what's the experience of gate one? And if it's in retrograde, then that means that there's going to be this kind of clusterfuck chaos about it. The mm-hmm. lens that I'm going to be experiencing that is the line that's in Pluto. And therefore, when it goes direct, there's going to be a clarity of truth, which is the theme of Pluto. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something that came up for me. And I did actually do on the ninth with the full moon, I did a pretty big release ritual. Like I intentionally did rituals this this month in October when I don't usually do them. And it's funny because it was again about communication, but we had just come out of Mercury retrograde the following or the previous week. Mm -hmm. Right. So here I am giving literal examples of what like living the transits in October, having my little notes on my calendar, like, okay, what did program plus say? Yes, this shit is showing up. So yeah. I definitely noticed that. And what I wrote down was so full moon and Aries. So take action, releasing and completing what intentions were set in April. Mm, so yes. one of the fears that came up for me was when I look at, I actually wrote a, I wrote a letter and I, I put it away for November 8th, which is when I when I'm going to open it because it's six months later of the intentions of the things I was manifesting. And I was thinking about the things I was manifesting and a lot of those things have not happened. So again, there was this fear. It's like, oh my God, here I am putting myself out there, like really wanting to create these things and do these things and it's not happening. So this is like this fear pattern coming up in the month of October and definitely coming up around the eighth and ninth. Cause I know I'm one month away from looking at this, this, this letter that I wrote to myself that I know that hasn't come into fruition. So those are some of the things that came up for me over that weekend, looking yeah. at Pluto going direct and then the full moon or the, uh, yeah, the full moon happening. Yeah. And that was really the setup for what was coming for the eclipse because, and I, and that's why I was like, we got to, we got to put it out this month because the eclipse and then mixed now with Mars retrograde and then we're sitting in the void currently right now as we're recording this, we're in the void. I call the void like in between eclipses because there's it, there's always going to be two that are, are going to happen, one in the north node, one in the south node. So we just had the one in the south node, which I feel like because I've been preparing for it, like I don't just create these forecasts, like I'm, I'm doing them with you guys. <laughs> I'm like, I've created them because this is what has worked for me <laughs> as a third line. And so I experienced like all of the darkest shit, like at the beginning of the month leading up to the eclipse. And then when it came to the day of the eclipse, it really was, it felt clearer because I had done the work before that and I because that's why we created the rituals for the program plus because they help ground you they're going to anchor you they're your anchor for this experience that you're you're going through with this and so what and I you know you have the 515 channel too so it's something that once I realized that I need to 
allow myself to keep this as a consistent part of me, because as a generator, we're here for consistency and wherever we have it in our definition, like fucking utilize it. That's, that's, what's going to keep you on your geometry. Right. So I started, I don't know how long ago doing these types of rituals. And then I actually bumped into another six, two sacral generator at a, a show near where I live that she makes these crystal grids. And so it's always been intuitive for me. I've never taken a class or done anything like that. I've just, I, maybe you, you probably feel similar to that with, with a lot of rituals that you do. It's just kind of like, it's intuitive. Yeah, for sure. It's just, I, I don't think, I don't think about it. It's just a response to me at this point. And then for me with having the defined spleen for you, it's, it's, it's a different kind of listening. I feel like it's just a different kind of listening, whether it's defined or open or undefined. And so she made me uh, a body graph grid and I used it for the first time during the eclipse. Cause that's what I got. The message was to wait for the eclipse to use it. And so when I tell you that it feels like I'm a voodoo doll, I, I don't know, like, this is like some like witchery with this, this grid that she made me because when I was clear, like I, so I took a selenite, I have like this like selenite pointed egg. And so that's what I use to activate the crystal grids. And so I was like, I'm going to create my own version of this with my body graph. Um, Cause she put it like, as if like a crystal grid, but with my actual chart. And so I took the, I, I put all uh, clearing crystals on the open undefined centers. And then I took my little selenite egg and I just like cleared it with the selenite and like spoke to it as I was clearing it. And I could feel it in my physical body. It was like the craziest thing. And then I put activating crystals that represent those chakras that are for my definition and I created a, a whole uh, cheat sheet for that for the for the November forecast, the November program plus a whole cheat sheet on like what crystals might be good for what chakras. So that was really fun to do. And so I put all activating crystals for that, and then I followed the geometry of my uh, pattern of my definition, and told the grid that I was activating it, and then I don't know things have just been happening. <laughs> I love this. And it's, I think one thing for the listeners is that the routines that you create or the rituals or the habits around whatever it is, when you release things or not, I don't do it every month. Like I, and I have the 515. So yes, I don't do it every month. Doesn't mean that I'm constantly going to do the yeah. same thing. You also have an open heart. Yeah. So it's like, I'll do it when I feel like it basically. Yeah. But I think that it's just, for me this month with the things that I had to release, I like I had a I, just to be transparent, I had a contract that was terminated that really just like shook me and like I had to talk through it quite a bit with the person and just both be on the same page. And it was like I had to release a lot of wounding around rejection and shame and so on. And so for me, writing things out, burning things, meditating, whatever it is, like that's what helped me. Right. So it's like I love that with the next series with Program Plus, you're going to be sharing a grid version for people to play with to see how that feels because I've never experimented person with grids. So that's like it's a such, totally it's gonna be so fun. Yeah. I'm excited for that. That's so good. So yeah. I'm looking again at this back, back on the ninth, 
Here we are. We're bouncing around the whole month, you guys. I hope, <laughs> I hope you're still with us. us. Down. Where are we? <laughs> yeah. So I wrote on the 11th and 12th, and it's funny because this is when some really intense conversations came up for me. Mars and Neptune. So suspicions with people, watch your mouth, watch your words, communication, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot coming up with relationships. So in particular on those days, I had to do some very specific processing around a conversation and, that I had to bring up with someone where I had to be really vulnerable about my experience and like see if they were on the same page. And it was so interesting how that came up on those days where I was very intentional about my words because I knew that Mars and Neptune were going to have an influence with that. So I'm curious, this was on the 11th and 12th. If people want to like think back to those days in October to see like what came up for them. But do you want to elaborate a little bit on that, Crystal? I had an experience too with actually my emotional manifesting generator mother. She was here for the majority of the month. So that was a fun experience to go through all these rides and then to have an emotional like influencing uh, the dampness of it almost felt like. And so she she has the what is it the 3955 and so you know that's very provoking it's the channel provocation so it's she just speaks and she's a manifesting generator and it just like it's triggering sometimes so something happened because she moves really fast you know and even it doesn't matter like my mom is like well I won't reveal her age because she would be so pissed but she she's not a spring chicken anymore let's just say that a and, spring she, chicken <laughs> but sorry that's america is that an american thing to say spring oh, chicken i mean no 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 i just think like i'm sure yeah i've definitely heard of that before maybe we don't say it as often as we as you would in canada but it just sounds cute like a little spring chicken running around little flappy yeah. wings like you have it a time yeah so she's not quite there anymore but she still acts like a spring chicken a lot but like just like chaos like erupting sometimes and so some things break okay (laughs) she's broken some things in her house and so there had to be a hard conversation about that on that day so it went as good as it could go but it wasn't great because she's an emotional so and she also has a defined heart so telling a defined heart emotional that they did something and then like the pride and and the stubbornness that erupts from that is just if I didn't know all I can say is my me and my mom used to have a more abrasive relationship than we do now I actually overheard her it was honestly the cutest thing in the world we went to my cousin's wedding together and she was telling somebody about human design I she didn't know I was standing there and she was like my relationship with my daughter has just gotten so much better because of this system I was like what so good (laughs) you are my open throat was like you are listening (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I love that yeah so there you go right you and I both had like really intense conversations with people yep again transit okay so then the next thing I didn't write anything down really until the 22nd we talked about this yeah that being a great day it's not gonna be something every day but that's why we also have a little forecast calendar that we created for everybody so they can just see what what's happening in the sun and the earth because the sun and the earth is what the focus and then what's grounding us Mm. for for seven days or almost seven days right so that's why um, and that'll give you the flavor of the week. That's what we talk about on the program. The weekly program is this 
a, a good majority is the sun and the earth. And then anything that's connecting as usually when I'll talk, like if some sort of channel comes through, usually from the moon, but not always, but usually just because it's moving so fast, you'll get a connection with the moon sometimes. So that's usually how we do it. So there's not always, not every day is going to be something. It'll be something, but it might not be like, you know, you might not as significant. As significant. <laughs> I'm almost grateful it's not every day because the events that happened you know, oh my gosh. The other thing that I didn't mention too is that so my uh my boyfriend, Guillaume, his birthday is October twenty-fifth, which mm. is the day of the eclipse, which we talked about. Oh, yeah. But the other thing that happened this month was crazy that he just completely out of the blue, but once it happened, you know, in, in hindsight 22, you like see where the unworkability was, where he was packaged and let go from his full-time work. And so it's like he was navigating that this month and then I got let go from a contract and it was like I was navigating that this month and it was just like again the theme of shedding communication like the shit was real and so for me that happened on the 24th and then we had the new moon on the 25th which was also that partial solar eclipse again that was all about so I think gate you were talking about gate 28 right which is part of that channel of struggle and really looking at like what is worth fighting for yeah like, what have we been fighting for that we no longer, like, what that is no longer serving us? It is no longer a contribution to our personal growth because it's connecting to the root, which is all about pressure, personal growth, evolution, what's next, getting shit done, right? So I really felt that on that day. And I was just like, oh, man. And I didn't do my routine. Here's the other thing, just to tie back into the rituals that we're talking about. I didn't do my eclipse like routine until the next morning. I was like, I need to just fucking chill. (laughs) So it's not like you have to be so rigid because energy, energy moves. It does. It's always moving. Right. So you can't really expect to just like window. You have to look at each of, and that's what I said to you. I was like, look at all these dates that we've shared as like an energetic window, meaning that it's not it doesn't necessarily, it's not going to be explosive at that exact moment at that exact time. That's just when it's like emitted and then, and then it seeps into us and which takes time. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I, and I, and some people really liked that I shared in my stories when I was sharing my rituals was don't, don't feel that pressure that you, that these rituals that were um, offering you for the month that you have to do them on the exact day of that moon new moon or full moon you don't have to do it on that exact day there's really the highest energy days are the first three days and then it's really leading up until that next the next big moon cycle so you could really spread things out if you want to i would probably try to go somewhere within that three three day window Mm -hmm. i like to do the releasing or intention setting during that new moon or full moon on that day and burn some shit and you know i'll clear i'll clear away the old grid for that day so that it and like sage it and welcome in the new and then i'll either put my crystals out if it's a full moon or i'll just take them off the grid if it's a new moon and then the next day after i burned all the stuff and everything's kind of settled down then i'll rearrange my grid and activate it for the next cycle and do anything else that I want to do sometimes like I like to use herbs so that I can as a grounding tool so sometimes I'll bathe like I like to bathe with the herb during the full moon I also like to cook with it some kitchens environment I suggested for people to use their environment to help kind of and maybe I'll make a little cheat sheet with that too so maybe I'm responding to something that I'm saying right now but make a little cheat sheet 
that you can use the herb in in your environment because I really like creating environments in our home because I, <laughs> I I and I know a lot of people have a hard time understanding this concept so I don't expect um, this all to make sense and I, but I know people are also fascinated by it with the transferred environment that I like to talk about a lot because I grew up in my transferred environment and that's why I feel like I understand it on a deeper level because I faced a face so much fucking resistance in Florida. It was unbelievable that when I finally allowed myself to utilize my determination so that I could clear my brain so I could see clearly again, which got me to North Carolina, but I created that kitchen in my home because I didn't have it as a resource in my actual environment. So, and this is what I tell people in our mini class on environment is that if you don't, if you're not technically, it doesn't feel like you're in your right environment and you'll know if it, if you are, if you aren't, we'll know, cause you'll probably get really sick. I got really sick. I was sick a lot for the majority of my life. And it was because I was in my transferred environment. I've only been sick once since I've moved here the last two years and I'm around people all the time. Can you share for the listeners like in a, just in a, sh- in a short form, cause we can definitely dive into this in a whole other episode, what environment and transferred environment is so that they know mm-hmm. what that is. Yeah. So transferred environment, people don't really talk about that much. And even in the lectures with Ra, I've heard him talk about it in, in the capacity that there was one point where, cause he was Shores, he was Shores environment. I think it was natural Shores. I hopefully have that correct, but excuse me if I don't, but I know he was Shores environment and he he said that there was one point in his life where he got really, really sick. And it was when he wasn't able to be in that shores environment. He didn't call it transferred environment. I showed you where it is on genetic matrix, where the person that created genetic matrix, which was, I think I'm pretty sure he's a manifester, especially by the way he has the arrangement of everything, which is hilarious. And I love it, honestly, because it's just so manifester. But so he labels it as transferred environment, which is correct. Really, all transference is distraction. It's nothing bad. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I now learn to embrace it. I embrace the dark. And I feel like, you know, distraction can be very dark sometimes. And so growing up in my transferred environment meant that I wasn't in my true environment, which is kitchens. So it's on the other side of the spectrum. So, so kitchens, for example, is a third line. And so the other side of the spectrum is a sixth line. So that's where the line that runs through kitchens and shores. It's on the other side. So we have the opposite, just as an example for the listeners. So I love this because obviously you talk about being in the kitchen's environment, which is like transformation, burning shit, creating new things, bringing the ingredients together. Like you talked about earlier for me, I'm sure it's natural. So for example, in 2015, 2016, when I lived in China, which is mm-hmm. very much kitchens environment, big city, lots of things going on. You know, I was in a rural area and then I'd go into Shanghai all over the place. I got sick eight times in 10 and a half oh, wow. months. I was literally so ill. So when I, you know, every time I'm in a big kind of city vibe and it's funny because your kitchen, this is where the nuance is, right? Because yes. your kitchen's environment but you are in, you're in a suburb nature area. It's not like you're in a high rise in a building, right? So it's very, it's very nuanced. But the point of us sharing this is that when it comes to your rituals, when you're doing the new moon, full moon, any kind of rituals, release and so on, there's no right way to do it. 
but just an additional layer if you want to play with it is looking at how can you create your optimal environment so that you can do these rituals in there and really have the place set to digest, right? And to really support your cognition in moving forward with whatever it is that you're processing. So I just, yeah, I just wanted to share, you and I have the opposite, but it doesn't quite, it doesn't mean I hate kitchens. Well, I no, love cooking. Yeah. No, like there's a, there's a commonality to it. And also like, so I'm right environment. I am a dry kitchens. And so I don't like to be like, I feel like being directly in the city, which is something that I honestly love. I do love it. I love it so much, but because I'm right environment and because everything, you know, if you think of rightness, vast, open, right, very receptive when I'm too on top of people, it's too much for my aura. Also, I'm also calm determination. Again, there's all nuance. You have to look at all the moving parts together. I'm also a Sagittarius, which is also very expansive too. So I don't like to be super closed in with my environment is supposed to be open, right? Like dry kitchens is more like, like uh, Sedona, Arizona, mm. which is really interesting because after my bike accident, where I got hit by a car on my bike, by the way, if anybody's like, what are you talking about? My friend, who's also dry kitchens, and she's also a one three, she's a, she's a manifesting generator. Her parents flew me out. They had just moved to Sedona, Arizona. And so I felt a lot of healing energy that came from being in that experience right after my accident. And that's the thing is when you're in your correct environment, you'll feel whole, your, your health will, you'll have optimal health. You'll have a version of success you've never experienced before with ease. There's no resistance in your correct environment. And that's all I faced and as you faced in your incorrect environment. And so I like being in North Carolina because it has that kind of open feel like dry kitchens, but it has the city life that I can, that's only like 15 minutes away from me. I'm not like in the middle of nowhere. I don't like being directly in the middle of nowhere with being kitchens, but I don't like to be directly inserted in the city because I'm not left. I'm not a focused body. I'm receptive. So that's, that's the additional layers to it. Cause you think kitchens and then you, a lot of people talk about cities, which yes, and I do love it. I really do. Whenever I get to go into um, Asheville, I feel like I'm being rejuvenated, but I don't like um, living in it. Mm -hmm. I can't live in it. A wet, a wet kitchens could, a wet kitchens could live directly in, in the city life. But for me, it's a little too, too much for my yeah. right body. So just so the listeners know, if you want to learn more about your variables, we have, I'm going to link the variables classes in the show notes for you. This is kind of a, side piece to the conversation today diving into environments and variables but obviously this can still tie into the transits and oh, how you yeah. process the transit so it's like it's all it's all interconnected all connected. yeah which I love so looking back at the calendar we hit the 25th you and I today the day that we record this is the 28th of October and today I wrote today and tomorrow Jupiter is in Pisces rediscovering loves and gifts and you know what's funny? Again, talking about the window, how I've personally discovered this in my own life, for some fucking reason, yesterday, I had like three different people DM me and say like the most kind things, like yes. just really yes. complimenting me on my podcast channel, on my yes. content. And I was like, what the fuck is in the air? And it's funny, I didn't- re Back into Pisces, man. That That's it. And I was like, and then I didn't realize it until I was just literally looking down at my calendar. I was like, that's why this was happening yesterday. I didn't do anything, but it was just, I was open to receiving that. And this like, this love and this appreciation yeah. was coming through. really like, 
and you're a Pisces, right? Yeah. You're also a Pisces. So that it is important to then, oh, where do I have Pisces in my chart? Because for you, it's a focus. Mm-hmm. It's your son. So it's like, of course, you're getting all this recognition because you're in, and Jupiter is luck and abundance, right? Prosperity. It's the biggest planet. So you think of the, the um, and aside from, okay, so your incarnation cross, which is your unconscious sun and earth, and then your conscious sun and earth make up 70% of your chart. Jupiter is then the, the next planet that is picking up the most neutrinos or admitting the most neutrinos. It's still a small, a minute amount compared to obviously your incarnation cross. But because if you think of its vastness, it's contributing more. So, and it's, if you think it's either going to be more abundance or if you're in the the lower vibe of it, if you're, if you want to call it that, call it whatever you want, it'll be a restriction, right? So, and with Jupiter being in Pisces, it's really allowing us to like feel into these, these, these like, like Pisces is very like mystical, but it's the wisest of all Pisces with Neptune. It's like, it's the oldest sign. And that means it's the wisest sign. Aries is the first sign. So, and it is going to be the most youngest immature. So Pisces is the wisest. And so there's, there's almost like a maturity with, with the way that we're going to share right now. And it's like, you're going to see the opportunity to see the best of people. So good. Like seeing the, you know, the biggest version of really what you and other people can offer. If you can look through that, through that lens. So I, I love Jupiter and Pisces. We had, it dipped its toes into Pisces. What was it last year? And we had, that was when it was the time, it was the period of time. Remember when all the masks came off for a second Mm. before they went back on. And then now we're, we're in a different version of that story, but that was during Jupiter and Pisces. So it's like trust. There's a lot, I feel like there's a lot more trust with Jupiter and Pisces. So that that's, what's going to be supportive for us. That's this, that's the anchor to hold on to when Mars goes retrograde on the 30th. Mm. Yeah. See, that was one of the last things that we had to chat about in the program for October was how Mars goes direct. And this is really tying into how we take action. Mars goes retrograde, not direct. My bad. Yeah, Mars so I don't want to confuse, I don't no, confuse people. No, <laughs> perfect. No, no, no. I wrote that down incorrectly. So uh, not a time for launching is what I wrote down. No, right? Again. I wouldn't. So that I mean, if you want. I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's totally a time to experiment. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the more I learn about retrograde is that it kind of, it's interesting because I find that when things go retrograde now and it's like, okay, so things are going to be kind of jumbled up, like depending on the planet that that is. And Mars is about this you know, from a human design lens. Yeah. Action, passion, aggression, immaturity in the sense of like the way that I like to describe immaturity with planet Mars is this, it's like a seedling being planted and it's just not ready yet. Yeah. Does it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's like a child. I mean, it does actually have like the younger brother archetype of like immaturity in that sense. Like if you look into the traditional teachings, but 
even then I think it's like it's kind of a great way to pause and trust because I was thinking I was going to actually launch something in the beginning of October and then it was like oh Mars is retrograde and I was like "Mm, okay well I guess I'm going to trust the timing and not do that and see what happens instead so there's that it's a good way to experiment with like for any entrepreneurs out there it's a good way to experiment with your offers and you could even experiment with putting things out with the flavor of the energy during that time like Mm -hmm. I've experimented with that and had some luck with experimenting with that and also with experimenting with the way I post on social media now like I kind of blew up kind of fast from using the transits as since I have an open throat yeah and I I feel like because the transits are happening and that people are experiencing them in their own ways. When you post and share things that are relatable to that energy, people will flock to what's relatable. So it's like, you could say, "Mm, there's a bit of an agenda there, how you're posting with the transits, but the reality is it's, there you go. (laughs) Okay. There's that. But also just like, if you can be human and relatable, like why, like, why not? But it's like through your life. Like, so I had a real, like go viral because I have my core wound is in gate 40.4 and so it's like rejection aloneness the outsider it's like literally the theme of my life (laughs) and that's also your vocation right I'm like I'm not I want to preface this is the place this is your genius I'm not a gene keys expert I'm on the human design version but I do I do I know enough to I guess be dangerous with gene keys, but I don't know. I, I'm not, I would never, not that I would preface myself as an expert for human design either. I just know a lot. That's what I say. I just know a lot with human design, something I've been doing for six years. So, but with gene keys, I'm like, I get it, but I don't, you get it on a different level than me. And I get that. I know where people's geniuses are. Okay. But yeah. So I posted while gate 40 was in in transit. And I think it might have been at that time also connected to the 37. I can't remember off the top of my head now because it was a while back, but I, I posted with it, the experience of that core wound and I had gone through an additional experience during that time because it was in transit. And so um, I wrote about it and that reel went so viral. It's still going actually still going. It's like, I'm like, does this ever stop? Of like, how long does it take for a reel to keep going? But it's every time I go on there, there's more, more people. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Once you start aligning to your geometry of your design with the transit and you come into this flow state, it's like, seriously, like you're just being guided. You get to, you really get to enter passenger consciousness, consciousness, excuse me. It's really how you enter it is honestly, (laughs) if you, the transits will support you. And so it's just been interesting to start posting that way because I've gotten a lot more response. Yeah. Um, And I, yeah. And I think the one thing, just so the listeners know, like the reel that she did, she was, she, I don't even think you said you weren't like, oh, 40.4. No, I did. Oh, you did. Okay. At the very beginning, but then I explained what it meant. Okay. Cause like in the reel itself, that it was just the reel. It was like the experience of that gate or that gene key and I feel I feel like energetically because like I said you're speaking to the transits that's happening it's authentically about you there's mm-hmm. going to be this this magnetism do you know what I mean it was so, yeah it really was and it's still I mean I I I've 
I started experimenting with that before that reel happened and I saw success with it. And then it's, and every time I post now, I, I have some sort of intention of what's the flavor right now? Like, let me see what line are we in right now? That's a good way to post. Like I put that at the end of our, our, uh, October forecast, like posting by lines of the day, because that really is helpful. And I noticed you'll notice a pattern for yourself. I noticed for me by when I'm just in flow or I'm not, I don't have a lot to say, or if I'm not selling something, then I'll usually post on a third line day and a six line day. <laughs> for whatever reason, I post on third line days and six line days. And then unless I have a lot to say that week, then it, it, it'll vary. But I noticed that if it's just consistent of flow of my sacral, it's it's a third and a sixth line day. So interesting because those are obviously two harmonious lines as well, right? Yeah. Super yeah. interesting. So it shows that you're in flow. Yeah. It gets, yeah. That's what the transits help. And not only can you get into flow, but then you can see where you are in flow. Like the day with the Kazemi, you didn't even realize you had a whole beautiful day. And I know. <laughs> we like yeah we like literally went to the spa and then afterwards Gil wanted to go to this brewery and we, he had like a flight of beer and then we went and got ice cream and then we mm. had pizza that night like it was just like such That's a good a really day, day. <laughs> wow oh, so good so let's let's give uh the listeners context so Crystal and I were talking about this before we hit record and resources for looking at your transits. If you're like, what the fuck am I looking at? And then obviously we recommend program plus, which would be in the show notes. And if you're listening to this months later, the link will still be there because I will come back and I'll update it if anything changes. So you can definitely look at that and like bring it into your business and, and contemplate it and so on. And I know that it sounds like you're optimizing this. We're going into the second month of program plus and you're optimizing this so that it's just going to get better and better. But we're talking about this and Crystal was sharing how human design app mm-hmm. is a great app to see your transits and there's a way that you can scroll through and see how it looks and how they move on the body graph Mm -hmm. and then I know that there's a way to do it on genetic matrix as well but I think that Crystal mentioned that she saw some discrepancies in terms of how there's a little glitch with that yeah that uh configuration I I don't know exactly like there's a couple I mean I feel like we've all noticed there's a couple things on genetic matrix that sometimes it's off And I noticed that that's one of the things that's off because I do use the human design app. And then if I put in a regular chart for the day, they'll match up. That's how I know it's correct. And then I also have another configuration from somebody else that made all of the transits as well. And that matches up. So if the three places match up, but this one doesn't, I'm going to assume it's that one and not the other three. When you look up daily on genetic matrix, it's fine. It's just the month forecast that's yeah. off. That's what mm-hmm. you noticed. Okay. Just so yeah. that the listeners know. And it's human design app. There's my human design as an app. That's not the app we're talking about. That's I think this Jen is always. Yeah. So you can, I mean, that's another resource that we're casually throwing in here, but human design app is the one that we're talking about that has a transit. And then we have yeah. my program plus. And is there anything else that you wanted to add about that in terms of I mean, we talked about Program Plus a lot throughout the episode, which is awesome. We like went through October and talked about the shit that hit the fan. Yeah. And then November, there's, I mean, we're, we're, the, the end of this year is, is a little abrasive as obviously we're, we're feeling it. It doesn't, it's not going to fully let up. I, there is, there, I, I, from what it looks like, just from what it looks like as of right now, 
there will be a little breather at the end of November with the new moon Sagittarius. I would definitely em- embrace the shit out of that new moon. <laughs> but yeah, 2023 is going to be a ride. And for really an up until 20 through 2027, which I also have a class on that that we have not relaunched yet just because of timing. But I'm obviously very into the uh, global cycles. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So good. Can you share with our listeners where they can connect with you online? And I'm going to put all of the links in the show notes. Yeah. So I'm Journey Through HD on Instagram. That's my solo business with just, just myself. And then I have a the Human Design Astro Club with my projector business partner, Leah. And so um, we have the Human Design Astro Club podcast, which you can look up. It's streamed on anywhere. And then we have humandesignastro.com that we have mini classes on the variables. So that's the determination, cognition environment. And then we are launching our, it's our variable intensive. That's going to be called the color code. And we're not, we're launching that in spring. There's so a wait list is coming for that soon, actually. And then we have the program plus that has your monthly forecast. And we have a few other uh, little classes, like we have a kid's class. That's that's great for if you have kids or beginners have also bought that class as well, just to kind of get a foundation of it through almost like a childlike lens, which sometimes I feel like is easier to see things through. We really made that class pretty fun. You got to see me third line my body out, which was fun for that class as well. I put on a little comedy show. I didn't really, when you know, when you're an open throat and you just like, don't realize that you're like performing for people until after the fact. Yeah. And being a sacral generator, like when you get excited and you're just like, ah, yeah. So that was a fun class. And so, yeah, we have a bunch of, we have a bunch of stuff. I'm always putting out stuff because I'm a generator and I love human design and I have, I'm a, a, I'm 21. So I, I am a resource and a first line. So yeah, we have a lot going on. Most of it you can find on the humandesignastro.com, pretty much everything, the podcast. We also have a beginner roadmap for people that are at the very beginning of their journey. And then we have a more intermediate advanced roadmap for people that have been diving into their design for a while and are looking for some more resources. So yeah, I'd say we're, we're a resource for people that are looking to better their life in general, like whether that be through business, whether that be through relationships or whether that be personal, that's kind of, those are my three, I guess, places where I, I see things clearly. I love it. Well, thank you for coming on. And I think, I mean, I told everyone that this would be a long ass episode, but we just had all the things to talk about. So I'm really excited to hear the clarity that comes through for people in realizing the power of their transits and actually being given resources through program plus and connecting with you gals through Instagram and seeing like the content they can consume to learn more because it just helps to, it's one thing to go and read things on your own, but when you have somebody explain it and I'm biased to think that an open throat can really explain things in a way that really lands for people, it's super helpful. So I agree. Yeah. Thank you again for coming on, Crystal. I'm super grateful. And I'm sure that this won't be the last conversation that we have on here. So stay tuned for the next one, everyone. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in. If you can take a minute to please subscribe to the channel, leave a review. If you share this on social media, definitely tag us so that we can be excited with you. And we would love to hear your takeaways. So thank you so much. And I'll chat with you in the next episode. Bye.